I believe that worship is in every aspect of your life because the goal is to, in, in whatever you do, you do to the glory of God, and in doing so, you're worshiping Him. Okay, here we are on a Friday. Uh, Derek, you were supposed to give the introduction at some point, weren't you? <laughs> we'll wait a few uh, episodes before I do. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, did you? Did you? We didn't even talk about this on the last podcast. Do you? Do you guys? Are you up at New Year's Eve at midnight? Yes, we are. Okay. Yes. Do you pray in the New Year, kiss we, yes, in the New Year. What we do you do? Kiss and pray in the New Year. In which order? <laughs> <laughs> we kiss first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna blow, How about you? I'm gonna blow people's ears off with that. I was almost asleep at midnight. Actually, uh, it, New Year's Eve is not that big a deal to me. I, I'm usually in bed by ten thirty or eleven every mm-hmm. night, and so to be up any later was. But it, we had a good New Year's Eve. Um, well, we had a. Did we have a service here? No, we had it the night before, the Wednesday night. But um, anyway. Uh, do you, do you have lots of, uh, do you have a big snack spread New Year's Eve? Or? Well, our tradition is we have uh, fondue. Okay. Cheese fondue with, with you know, little little tidbits to, to go in there. And, yeah. Uh, and we toast with uh, uh, a sparkling cider. Okay. All right, that sounds good. Yeah. Do you throw the glasses in the fireplace after you're done? (laughs) If I had a fireplace, (laughs) we would. You got that little heater there. I was going to say... you know, I, I'm trying to transition into what we're going to discuss today, and uh, I think some of this, um, sometimes it can be silly, but it's an event to just get us started. Uh, well, last time we talked about the supreme value of God. So mm-hmm. do you, let me, let me ask it this way, um, what would be, <laughs> this is a silly thing to say, I don't even know, uh, what, what would you say is a not talking about the Lord now, but what would be a thing, whether it be uh, activity, a uh, food, a uh, show? I mean, what is it? Th- what would you say you value? I mean, do you have anything like not not talking about an item or a possession? Um, I mean, well, in all honesty, uh, I think the thing I value most is something that my wife and I do every every night. Okay. There's a certain period of time to where you know everything else is is done for the evening and uh, we'll sit down and have a cup of coffee a cup of tea or whatever and we watch tv but more so than that we talk okay and we talk a lot yeah so yeah. i would say i cherish that probably yeah. more than anything oh you were much more serious minded than i expected i was <laughs> i guess what i'm trying to get at and that's that's wonderful is how do we how do we realize we value a thing okay how do we how do we realize we value um as you said, time spent with someone, or how do we realize we value or we enjoy a special meal? 
You know, how, how do we... I think that's an easy question okay, to answer good. because I think it falls under the category of devotion. How much mm-hmm. of yourself do you devote to it? How much of your time, your talent, your treasure, whatever the case may be, how much do you invest of yourself into that? Because obviously if it's something that you don't care a lot about, you're not going to, uh, there's not going to be any blood, sweat, and tears uh, spilt over that, but if it is something that your heart is truly into, yeah. then you're going to devote yourself to it. Yeah, that's a great thought. Like when the Red Wings were winning Stanley Cups, I guess it was almost 20 years ago now that they were really good. I knew every player, I knew every line that they, you know, were on. I knew their numbers, and I'd stay up late watching the games. Mm-hmm. And now that they're not that great, I, I don't know that I could name three players on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. If someone asked me, hey, uh, who's the best MMA fighter, I would have no clue. Mm-hmm. If someone said, uh, uh, <laughs> what, are the, what are the top hip-hop songs, right. you know, I wouldn't have any right. idea because I don't care about mm-hmm. that stuff. Not mm-hmm. that any of those things are right and wrong, but I just don't have a devotion right. or a desire for mm-hmm. those things. And so as we transition into the discussion on the Lord and the Scripture, it would be wrong for someone to say then in our in our consideration of this right. matter that I value and I treasure the Lord, but they're not devoted to it right. in any way, right. right? I mean... I agree with that 100%. Yeah. So... As we discussed, if God then is the most supremely valuable thing in the universe, which he is, it follows that he should be worshipped. Now, Piper likes to use these terms that, I don't know, he's very, he's very, not poetic, but it, it, like very wordy. Right. He, he says, is. he said it should lead us to white hot worship. Yeah, I, I put incandescent worship. White hot worship. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like... Uh, you know, like they have these really contemporary things. Join us for a night of white hot worship. I don't know why I'm talking like it's a monster truck race, but okay, he he says that. But then, you know, and I, I don't know that I really like that term, but I mean, I know what he's saying because later on he, he did use the same word you said about devotion. Mm-hmm. And I think what he really is saying is that this worship is not casual. Right. Right. You want exactly. to speak to that or anything? Exactly. You, you talked about. Uh, you know, what, it makes me think also that it. The White House worship statement can be a little misleading uh, if people don't really understand what worship is. They might think that that means to go to church and uh, jump on a trampoline and, and do somersaults and say, praise the Lord. Yeah, it you sounds know. like a contemporary yeah. way to speak, but he does, to his credit, describe what that worship right. means and describes mm-hmm. it as devotion. Mm-hmm. But people might come to our church, and I had a call today mm-hmm. asking if I would like a Southern Gospel group to come and sing for us. Uh-huh. And I said, eh, I don't think that... We're... Well, are you, so are you more contemporary? I said, no, we're very traditional. But you don't know the... You know, the Claymont Brothers or whoever <laughs> it was. I don't, she was just really shocked. Uh-huh. And our worship here is... is first of all, it's audience driven, driven it's, right. it's meant to be congregational focused but god directed with very minimal focus on the musicians right i mean we would have 30 musicians if we if anybody here played an instrument they could play it, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what it is but the focus is going to be on the lord and we're not going to be like the churches that are promoting an atmosphere of more of a concert right no, it doesn't matter what right. the music is the music could be an 80 piece orchestra that's mm-hmm. very classical but it, right but that's 
performance driven. Mm -hmm. And so when you see white hot worship, it's like, okay, as you said, I went to a concert and jumped up and down and that meant I'm Mm -hmm. valuing God where it's more of the devotion. Psalm 29, 1 and 2, I wanted to read that. Um, It says this, Ascribe to the Lord, heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory to his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. The King Mm -hmm. James says beauty Beauty of holiness. holiness. Derek, you mentioned that in prayer, Mm -hmm. or even in speaking Mm -hmm. a lot. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. To you, what does that imply or mean? Okay. Uh, can almost mean two things, uh, but I think initially what it means, it's talking about you approaching God beautified in holiness. In other words, you're, right, you're living a righteous life, you're living a holy life, therefore when you bring your sacrifice before the Lord, it's a sweet-smelling savor to him. That's what I understand sure. it to be. And I definitely think there's an aspect to that. The, the aspect even that I, I just asked you that uh, kind of as an aside, because mm-hmm. more of the focus is this, is ascribe to the Lord the glory that is due, due. him. Right. He, exactly. he is owed this. He deserves it. It is due him. The aim of everything God does is that we might praise him for his supreme worth. Okay, so he is the most supreme and valuable thing. He's revealed himself to be that. The goal for us now is to white hot worship, right? To, to, to be devoted to him in worship. Yes. So the two questions are this. Let me give them to you okay. and see how you... He, he asks these two questions then. Well, what is that? And we were already kind of talking about it. Is it jumping up and down on a trampoline? Right. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it a Gregorian chant? Is it silence? Is it prayer? What is that worship? And then the second question was, why is God not a megalomaniac for demanding that type of complete devotion. Okay. Let's start with the first question. Okay. What, what is that worship? And you've already, you've already given the answer, but just go okay, ahead and expand but, uh, on it. If, by extension, I would say is uh, that worship begins long before it uh, gets to the house of God. I believe that worship is in every aspect of your life because the goal is to, in, in whatever you do, you do to the glory of God, and in doing so, you're worshiping him. If you're walking in obedience, you're worshiping God. Mm-hmm. If you're evangelizing the lost and giving them the word of truth that will transform their lives, you're worshiping God. So you're just priming the pump for when you get to church yeah. and you're amongst other believers and you begin to sing those hymns that lift up the name of God. I think that's worship. Yes, people have wrongly assumed that singing equals worship. Right. And we even use these terms. Well, come to our worship service in the worship center for the right. worship hour right. with the worship team. Mm-hmm. We use those like as if this is the moment mm-hmm. that that worship happens. Now, there definitely is... I would say this, that worship cannot be worship without an expression of that's words. True. Absolutely. But it also includes this devotion that we're mm-hmm. talking about. And that's mm-hmm. how we prove we value God. If, we, if, if I said I valued uh, my children, mm-hmm. but didn't speak about them, didn't speak right. to them, right. didn't provide for them, didn't want to be with them, then my statement of valuing them means nothing because my devotion to them is really revealing how I feel. And, and just to add on to what you're saying, worship then is, like you said, it will ultimately 
erupt in words to where we are yeah. praising the Lord. Yeah. But it must begin with an attitude or a condition of the heart. Yes. Where's our, you know, because you could walk in the door and say the right words, sing the right songs, but your heart not be right. Well, finish this, Derek. These people honor me with their lips, but... But their hearts are far from me. I mean, that has been true of people throughout history. Exactly. It's possible that the greatest singer, the most emotional worshiper in the church building isn't right. even a believer. That's right. Because, That's absolutely right. as you said, it flows out of a heart. Right. Right. Um, my father-in-law likes to say, what... What's down in the well comes up in the bucket. Oh, that's the truth. But it can be faked. Mm-hmm. It can yes, be faked. Yes, it can. You know? Yes, it can. It can be faked. I, can, I could go out to lunch with a person who I despise mm-hmm. and act like I, you know, we can fake that. But if we don't have a real relationship with God, if we don't truly value and honor him and treasure him as our highest prize, then those words will mean nothing. Right. And then you think of something else. I, I, I don't know exactly where in the book of Revelation, but you have both uh, the angelic creatures singing and you've got those who have entered heaven that are singing unto the Lord and the Lord receives it as a sweet-smelling savor. And what I mean is that, as you said, there are those who can come into the church and their hearts are completely away from God and they sing the words. Is it worship? No, mm-hmm. because God didn't receive it. Right, right. He, he, a bunch of scriptures we could reference. Revelation 4.11. You know, in other words, why, why is this worship deserved? Well, it's, do, it's deserved because he created all things. Worthy are you, O Lord our God, to receive glory, honor, and power because you created all things. Yes. He's worthy of worship because of his, his saving death. Revelation 5.12. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power, wealth, wisdom, and might, and honor, and glory, and blessing. And so many other scriptures, Philippians 1.11, the idea of our own transformation, our, our righteousness, our growth as believers is to the praise and glory of God. Even, even uh, the end of the age, when things are brought to their rightful, conclu- rightful conclusion, it says we will marvel at him mm-hmm. or glory in him. In first in Second Thessalonians one ten, because we have believed in him. So Amen. this idea of words is also. And we're going to talk a little bit about C.S. Lewis here. Is that um, he and Piper has really latched onto this and made it really a theme of his ministry. Is the enjoyment of a thing is not fulfilled until you praise it. Mm. That's yes. that's deep. Yeah, it is. Deep, okay, but but it's but it's. It, but it's it's real and simple as you think about it. The enjoyment of a thing is not fulfilled until you praise that thing. Um, imagine, as you just said, uh, your relationship with Pam, okay? Um, you value her and love her. Do you express that love to her? Because you know that's what a husband's got to do, <laughs> right? Do you? I mean, I just love you so much. Or or a meal we enjoy, or a song we like, or mm-hmm. a game we had fun playing. I mean, we, you know, I, we pass those things along to other people, say, man, I had a blast with this, or I really enjoyed mm-hmm. that. And talking about the right. thing mm-hmm. fulfills mm-hmm. the enjoyment yes. of the thing. Yes. And, and, and to keep the, you know, like if you went out to a restaurant with Pam uh, this week, which I don't even know if you can do that anyway, but 
and let's say in, in a non-COVID world, you guys went to a whatever, a steakhouse, seafood place, and you it was just like the best meal you had. And you didn't tell anybody about it. Like it's almost like you're dying to say, hey, you ought to go. And that is the way it is with the Lord. Sure. Our, our praise is complete. Our praise completes our enjoyment of him. Mm-hmm. You're writing a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff down. Well, uh, share. Uh, things that came to my mind, uh, when we think about worship again, I, I'm glad that you mentioned that uh, it's important that uh, worship is words and singing and all of that. But most people immediately retreat to the fact that it's singing yeah. as opposed to it being a, a, a yes. state of the heart. And it makes me think about the very meaning of the word worship. Uh, we get it from the old English word weercipe, and it means uh, worthiness or worthship. Yeah. Uh, and so it makes me think that the thing that is being, or I don't want to say the thing, but the object that is being worshipped must be worthy of that worship. And I think mm-hmm. that goes into your second question. Yeah. And, and even you saying that is a statement on the 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 way we're working through this okay god is the ultimate worthy thing in the universe right so he is worthy of that worship right. this exactly. is the way we're walking through mm-hmm. so why is god not a megalomaniac for demanding this well he's let's well let's let's uh put it back on a human level okay. if any human if you or i stood up and said ascribe glory to me mm-hmm. because of xyz people would literally look at you and say, you're nuts. Mm -hmm. But they can't say that about God Mm -hmm. because he meets every requirement of worship. Everything that's being ascribed to him in the book of Revelation, Mm -hmm. you know, thine is the glory, Mm -hmm. thine is the majesty. All of these things he possesses intrinsically. Right. So that because of that, he is not a megalomaniac. Yeah. I like what C.S. Lewis said, too. He couldn't get over this prior to his conversion. He said he felt like God was a vain woman seeking compliments. Mm. Wow. Uh, you know, like an arrogant Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. I am the greatest. I am the greatest. Um, the He is worthy of that, so he can mm-hmm. say it truthfully. Mm-hmm. And even more, th- this, this is something that resonated with me is that let's imagine that God didn't ask for these things, didn't ask mm-hmm. for praise mm-hmm. and hid that desire. He's he's not hurting himself. No. He's hurting us. Right. Because he knows that since he is the most valuable, priceless treasure mm-hmm. there is, the 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 being and the thing in this world that is of the most supreme value, and that we would find our happiness in him to hide himself from us or not to demand that is only hurting ourselves because he is actually taking away from us the thing that would make us the most completely happy for all of eternity. That's what's insane. It's not that he's demanding worship because he needs uh, some sort of stroking of his ego, Mm -hmm. but he knows that our joy in that is pleasurable to us because we are taking pleasure in the thing that we value most. It's it's astonishing. The the, the thing that goes through my mind as you say that, there is an innate innate desire 
for us to worship something. We don't know what that is until we've been transformed. So man is running around seeking things to worship. And a friend of mine said something to me once about uh, some of these um, entertainers or, you know, other people who are famous who receive all of these accolades and everything, and then they go blow their brains out. Yes. And the bottom line is it's because they are not equipped to receive that mm. type of worship, mm. and yet people worship them. Yeah. Go to a go to a football game. Right, right. People's hands fly up in the yeah. air. Yeah, they're worshiping. Yeah, and the only one that can stand that type of worship is the one who it is due. Yeah, and that's God. Yeah, and again, we we see it as. I mean, this is what the Lord says so so many times. I've think I've said these things to you that your joy might be full. Right. The the way the the unbelieving world looks at the believer is that person has devoted themselves to some nonsensical thing that is like boxing them in or keeping them from happiness. When the absolute opposite is true, there have been times when I've stood on the stage. And again, it's not singing is worship, but a, a truth will come across in one of the songs, and I almost can't continue to sing sure. because I'm so sure. overcome with joy. And I want to do—I do want to get to that. We only have like a minute left. That idea of white hot worship, which I, I don't mean to mock, but what he says about that is he—he's—he—he's he, saying that th- there must be intense and authentic. Right. I like both of those okay. terms because right. you talked about mm-hmm. talk about either one of those that you'd like to intense and authentic worship. You've already said. Some of it, but just to conclude our time. As far as the authentic worship is, again, we go back to reading the scriptures and what we learn of God automatically moves us to a place to where we say, what a wonderful God we serve. You say that you're overcome by some of the songs that, you know, when we're singing and we read certain words, that same thing happens to me. Uh, and, And you think about the Lord coming and dying and he didn't have to do that for me. And you really let that sink in, and it causes you to want to say, thank you, Lord, with all of your might. Yeah. Yeah. And and that is authentic, because yeah. that's coming from a real place. Right. It's coming from a heart that is rejoicing in the Lord. And, and I'm just bringing it up because we talked about it at the beginning about the heart being right and so authentic it has to be sincere but it does have to be intense it has mm-hmm. to, you know the scriptures say he does not want lukewarm right. commitment right. he wants fervency mm-hmm. in our worship and and we do have to wrap it up except to to kind of conclude by saying and this is the goal of reading the bible right. this is what we're talking about we're talking about in the context of reading the bible to see god as the most supremely beautiful object in the universe and then to have the implication to that is then he deserves our worship and this not only brings him the glory he deserves it brings me the joy i desire amen so good amen good enough for today we'll call it good and see you lord willing on monday Uh, for our next installment on this uh, series, but we invite you to come to our church this Sunday um, or to any church that you happen to be a part of. Be faithful to your local church. Uh, But if you don't have a home church, we'd love to see you here. Um, Connect with us in any way if we can be an encouragement and help to you. And again, Lord willing, we'll talk to you.